starting at verse 19. My dear brothers, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. For man's anger does not bring about the righteous life that God desires. Therefore, get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent, and humbly accept the word planted in you which can save you. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like a man who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But the man who looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues to do this, not forgetting what he has heard but doing it, he will be blessed in what he does. If anyone considers himself religious and yet does not keep a tight rein on his tongue, he deceives himself and his religion is worthless. Religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. just uh, pause to pray again. Pray we'll be really open to what God has to say to us this morning. Just in the stillness, acknowledge the Holy Spirit's presence. And just each of us individually ask God to speak to us. Um, I, don't, I don't want to alarm you this morning, but um, there's actually a rather deadly disease which has uh, taken root across this country and is rumoured to be prevalent uh, right across the world. The NHS is sadly ill-equipped to deal with this one and no amount of increased funding will stop its spread. Um, It's pretty serious because no one is immune to it and the prognosis is variable. It was first diagnosed in the church 2,000 years ago and large numbers of cases of this disease have been identified in every century since. All of us, every single one of us here, needs to be very mindful of it, wary of it and take preventative measures. The disease goes by the Latin name of Nominalis Christianicus. (laughs) Nominalis Christianicus, uh, known to some as nominal Christianity, or half-hearted faith. And God's word has the only effective analysis of both the symptoms, the side effects, and the cure. And so we're going to take a closer look this morning through these few verses from James, who was all too aware of the nature and the implications of this dreadful but often undiagnosed 
disease. Because he has seen the effects of nominalis Christianicus amongst the Jewish converts to Christianity. And he writes to them to warn them and to protect them. And he, within these few verses we had read to us, we, we see some of the causes, some of the signs, some of the side effects and uh, hints to the cure. Some of the causes, some of the, well, some of the signs. First of all, uh, an attitude that says... Well, I'm saved by faith, so what I do and how I live doesn't actually matter. And that, of course, is a real distortion of Paul's teaching. Paul was pretty hot on salvation by grace through faith. But if we were to read his teaching in Ephesians 2, where he uses that very phrase, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this not from yourselves, it is the gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. He continues, for we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. And he was very clear, saved through faith, not by works, but created in Christ Jesus to do good works. So the evidence of true faith is applying it in our daily lives, living it out in good works. Those works don't save us, but they're evidence of what God has done. If there is no evidence through what we do, then perhaps we've been struck down with this nominalis Christianicus. Another sign is uh, a laziness, an apathy, which leads us to pay lip service to God's word. There were plenty of people in James's day who were very familiar with God's Word. They'd studied it, they'd heard it read in the synagogue, they'd heard the apostles' teaching, they were familiar with Jesus' teaching. But listening to it is one thing, but what's the value in that if it stops there with listening and hearing, but no action? And so James writes, Do not merely listen. Do what it says. How easy it is to take God's word for granted. 2,000 years on from James's time, we have the privileged position of having access to God's word in, in print form, through hearing it read in church, home groups. We can access God's word on our phones, via the internet. And nowadays we can even ask Alexa to open the Bible app and read to us without moving from our beds. If you don't know who Alexa is, ask your children or grandchildren. <laughs> and James describes God's word as the perfect law that gives freedom. And yet we all know how easy it is to listen to God's word, but not to apply it, to read it and quickly forget. I know there's some days when I do my daily Bible reading, half eight-ish in the morning, whatever time, and if you were to ask me at 11 o'clock what I'd read that morning, I would struggle to tell you. Does anyone else suffer from that, or am I the only one? <laughs> Another um, cause or sign is eye-itis. Uh, eye-itis. Being so concerned about my own well-being that I ignore the needs of others and fail to respond to the needs of God's world. And it seems that 
this is just as prevalent amongst Christians as it is in wider society in terms of recognising the needs of the world. Thinking about my rights, my comforts, my well-being. It means that we can see the needs of the wider world lived out, played out on our TV screens, on the internet, in the newspapers. But then we can just switch off and forget about them because there's some more pressing need in our lives. James gives a very practical example of where people are missing out and missing the mark when he talks about the exercise of faith in caring for widows and orphans as a real mark of true faith. There's a few other side effects that are listed in this passage and throughout the book of James. A person suffering from nominalis Christianicus might display some or all of these symptoms. They might display signs of loose tongue syndrome. And that can have various forms. It can involve sounding off about other people. It can involve making judgments about others. It can involve angry outbursts, gossip, slander, snide remarks, offensive language. All as a result of not truly taking on board the teaching of Moses and the prophets, Jesus and the apostles, not submitting to the renewing of the Spirit in our lives. And it's incredibly destructive and life-denying. Another side effect is, is being led astray by destructive behaviours, by obsessions and addictions. This is closely linked with iitis, searching for fulfilment or blocking out pain. Another side effect is just a loss of perspective, forgetting who or whose we really are. That image that provoked a little giggle, the one of looking in the mirror and forgetting what we're like. We need to remember who we are and whose we are. James is hot on this, keeps bringing people back to God. God's choosing of us, his generosity towards us, his purposes for us. This is serious stuff, this nominalis Christianicus, and none of us are immune from it. We can be going along quite nicely for months, even years on end, and then some of these symptoms can just creep up on us and catch us unawares. We may not notice them. It may need someone else to point them out to us. Perhaps that's why James puts quill to parchment. And we'll see in the later chapters of this letter how he'll return to the symptoms and the side effects as he talks more about faith and works, about the use of the tongue and the misuse of the tongue as he raises issues of mercy, of living God's way. Well, I guess what you all want to know is, is there a cure? Do we just have to try a little bit harder to overcome it? Or once afflicted, are we struck with it for the rest of our lives? Well, there's good news and there's bad news, inevitably. The bad news we've had already, actually, the fact that none of us are immune. It might show itself in a variety of ways in, in many different settings. Just when we think we've dealt with one symptom, another one comes to the fore. And it's a lifelong challenge. So far, only one human being has avoided it completely. But the good news is, there is a course of treatment and the long-term prognosis is good if we act on the good doctor's advice. One of the treatments that's advised is prayer. Talking to the creator, being real with him, listening for his voice, 
seeking his transforming spirit's work in our lives. Another treatment, actually, is it's the Bible, God's Word, reading, reflecting, ruminating on it, seeking to apply it, receiving and believing the promises of God and his salvation story, reflecting on how our lives match up and acting on God's commands. And another treatment is fellowship, meeting with like-minded folks, with, with fellow sufferers of this disease, encouraging one another, spurring one another on. Clinical trials demonstrate there's a marked improvement in the vast majority of patients following these treatments. The manufacturer's recommendation is that you take all three treatments in unison. Whilst taking just one of them has shown some signs of benefiting patients, research shows that that has often led to a relapse. Whereas all three on a regular basis whilst not providing a guaranteed cure, does appear to have a significant health benefit and a greater success rate and leads to positive changes in behaviour and outlook and the impact on the wider world. And so all of us are encouraged to minimise the risk of infection and take positive steps to counter any symptoms. The lives of ourselves and those around us will be greatly enhanced by us doing so. And in the long term, it appears that we can anticipate complete healing, thanks to that one man I mentioned, who was completely free of this disease. So if you do happen to spot signs of this nominalis Christianicus in yourself or others, I would encourage you to take action. Because if this spreads, then the whole witness of our church in this community is vastly undermined. So let's seek to make this an infection-free zone. Amen.